What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Finance for Physicians podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Wren. Join me as we dig into what it looks like for physicians to begin using their finances as a tool to live better lives. You can learn more about our resources at financeforphysicians.co. Let's jump into today's episode. What's up, everyone? I am uh, recently returning from a podcast conference. So basically, a bunch of people like myself got together and shared ideas and talked about how to how to improve. My goal up to this point has been just to basically produce episodes and share as much value as I can. But going forward, now that I've been at it for, I guess, a little over a year, maybe close to a year and a half, the goal going forward is going to be to um, start to proactively grow and uh, really kind of fine tune the skill. So this this conference was was super helpful in getting some ideas. I, so I wanted to kind of fill you guys in on that uh, before we jump into the episode today and share a couple of the things I'm going to be working on. So like I said, the big goal going forward is going to be to uh, really focus on growth and adding value, which has been you know, my primary goal all along is how do I uh, get as many people listening as possible uh, and make sure it's as valuable as possible. And so I got a lot of ideas from the conference and I'll share those over time and you'll start to see those kind of come out over time as we implement them. But there's a couple I'll throw out today. So in terms of like value add, adding additional value, um, a couple of ideas that that I, I uh, took away from that conference was along the lines of like improving engagement. So a couple of the things I'm thinking about is maybe doing some um, some sort of live format where we have um, we allow the ability to kind of for guests to to participate more in shows and throw out questions and then just kind of make it more interactive. So with the goal being to make it more, you know, community focused or maybe having a Facebook group where we're doing, you know, forum type setup and having conversations. So I have a lot of different ideas along the lines of building community and improving like the interaction among you guys. So if you have ideas along those lines, please share those. Ultimately this show is for you guys. So I want to hear if you guys have ideas for, you know, how to provide more value and how to provide, you know, be more engaged. And ultimately I want to know kind of what you guys are looking for. And that's, that's what we're after. So that's, that's the first big thing I'm working on. The other big thing is, is growth. And so the goal there is to, you know, naturally grow through providing, you know, maximum value. Plus I think I'll try to, to do a little bit more promotion you know, maybe on social media, although I'm not like the most uh, engaged, I'm not a social media type. So another big thing is potentially getting on other people's podcasts. So if you know of people that either might be good guests for this or podcasts that might be good for me to attempt to get on, please throw those out as well. Uh, Because we'll be looking to do that in the future. So more info to come. I just wanted to fill you guys on that in on that you know, it was super exciting to kind of see how many people are working in in that space. And and there's a lot of people with great ideas. So the goal is to, you know, as we work through these things to, to begin to continually improve on what, what 
this podcast is providing ultimately for you guys. So the the goal today was to talk about um, expenses and monitoring monitoring expenses without spending hours and hours. And I know that is a common issue. The classic, you know, you're, you're probably thinking like budgeting. We're going to be talking about budgeting. And, you know, we kind of are. But when I think of budgeting, I'm like, gross, that sounds terrible. I don't, I don't really want to budget. Budgeting sounds painful to me. It's like I think of like counting every single expense every single month and hours and hours of time. And that is commonly what it turns into is, you know, especially when you're tracking every single expense, it's also also a common, you know, start, you know, cause of, of arguments with couples when you get into the weeds. And so I don't, I mean, not that budgeting is always bad, but I don't think it's a great starting point. So we're going to talk about how to monitor you're spending without getting into the weeds and without spending hours and hours of time. And so through my work with physician families, like one-on-one and also just with my own personal finances, I've developed a system. Um, it's very, very basic. It's nothing. I'm sure tons of people have used this before, but it's a system that really works well for just keeping a pulse on cash flow uh, and total expenses. And I think for most people, that's really all you need to do most months. And I'll talk about like my experience with this as we go through this, uh, because I've kind of, you know, seen the ups and downs on this. But the key, I think the goal, most people want to just make sure they're not overspending or make sure their spending is in line with what they want it to be. And so this system will at a minimum show you if you're kind of, you know, on track or you're, it'll, it'll, it'll also, you know, raise, give you awareness if you're kind of slipping, if it's, if your lifestyle is starting to creep up. So I'm going to talk through this cash flow tracking system. So basically the system is, involves monitoring your total cash balances between like your checking and savings account over time and your income and then using those values to back into what your expenses are. So first of all, this this is not going to work if you have consumer debt that you're not paying off every month. So if that if that's you, you got to kind of take care of that first. This is just not going to work for that. But assuming you're paying off all your credit card debts every single month, um, this this will work. This, this is the system to kind of monitor. So we're looking at cash balances and looking at those. And really the system is watching those cash balances over time and backing into what your spending is based on that. So the way I do it is monthly. I guess you could do it any frequency, but I like monthly. It just, you know, is kind of how I track everything else. So um, let's say we're looking at May of 2022. So what I'm going to do is, and I use a spreadsheet, but I guess you could use paper, but um, I'm going to look at May. So I'm going to, first number I'm going to write down is my starting balance between all my cash accounts, like checking account, savings account, all those cash balances between all those cash accounts, like savings, checking, and those sorts of accounts. Total them up. That's my starting cash balance at the start of the month. So let's say it was a thousand. 
So I start I started May with $1,000. The next number I figure out is well how much income came in. And the reason this is the reason we're we're uh, you know using this approach is cuz it's simple. So, you know, hopefully you have much less much fewer transactions for income. And so for example for me, I only have like, like between our accounts, we only have like three or four in income line items each month with, with our clients. We typically see like anywhere from like a couple of transactions to, you know, maybe 15 at the most. All you're doing is totaling up all the income that came into your accounts for the month. And so let's just, for example, say that number is $5,000. And then the third number you're looking at is the ending all cash balance. So same thing, that we did the same thing as the first number, except for we're just like looking at the end of the month total between all the accounts cash balance. So let's say that number is $1,100. So if those examples, so you started the month with $1,000, $5,000 came into the account and now you have $1,100, then that would mean that your, your expenses were $4,900. And in other words, your surplus was $100. And so the reason this approach I love, the reason I love this approach is because it allows you to back into this total number. In this example, $4,900. It allows you to back into what your total expenses are very easily. I mean, it takes me like 10 minutes a month to update these numbers. And I know what that number needs to be for us. And so I can kind of like you know, do a quick check and see, okay, if it's within the range of what I want it to be, you know, I just write down those four numbers and I move on. But if it's over a certain level or even under a certain level, I know usually it's over for us and most people. If it's over or under, you, you can kind of maybe take action based on that. So I'll talk about that in a second. But I have gotten in the habit of doing this every month, just once a month. So I write down those three numbers. So starting cash, income, ending cash, and then I back into the expenses. So it ends up being four numbers. And I just document it for June, July, August, September. And it gives me, you know, the other thing is after, after you've been doing this for a while, you get kind of a nice rolling tally of what your lifestyle is. And it's just a much more accurate, you know, representation as opposed to just like looking at one month. So that, that's my system, my simple system for tracking cash flow or like total household expenses. I think another common question or probably the most common question that comes up as a result of this is, well, what if my expenses are not what I want them to be? Or maybe even before that question is, what do my expenses need to be? So that's a you know, that's a personal question. Like, and I think the best thing to do is like have a financial plan to part of the value of a financial plan is deciding how much your lifestyle should be versus how much you should be spending versus how much you should be giving away and tying that into your values and goals. And so ideally you have a financial plan and can use that to kind of drive what your expenses should be. So if you don't have that, that's got to be step one because otherwise you're kind of just like flying blind. But once you have a plan and you know what your expenses should be, then that's what you're going to be using as a benchmark 
or uh, you know, line in the sand. And so going back to the other question I raised, so what if your number, say your number needs to be 4,000. So going back to the example I just gave, so say your number needs to be 4,000 of expenses and we just saw it was 4,900 or maybe the past three months it's been averaging, you know, 5,000 or 4,900 or somewhere in that range. So in other words, you're, you know, you're over by close to a thousand dollars. So what do you do then? So what I would suggest at that point, that's when you dig deeper. And, uh, so lately I have had that happen with my own tracking. So, so it's been, I think everybody, uh, like a lot of people I've talked to lately have had this happen. It seems like people are spending more money. Plus things are getting more expensive and there's been all this like COVID travel pent up, you know, lack of spending. So anyway, I guess I, you know, I'm one of those people, our lifestyle has kind of creeped up the past six months to a year. And now it's kind of gotten outside the bounds that I would like it to be. And so what, what we do in this situation is that's when we dig in into the expenses. So at, at that point I would do what I call, I call it an expense audit, but basically, you know, you're just going to kind of dig in a little bit more. So I just did it, you know, like earlier today. <laughs> so it's fresh. Um, and so what I basically did is I took, so as I'm recording this, it's uh, June. So June, 2022. And so what I did is I looked at April and May, and I'm kind of like auditing those two months. So first thing is what period of time are you going to audit or, or dig into? So I, I typically suggest like, you know, two, maybe three months at the most. You don't want to make it too intense. So I took April and May. First step is I'm going to go to all the accounts that I spend money on and log into them. So if there's, so for us, there's three different credit cards and one checking account where transactions happen. And so I'm going to go log, I logged into all four of those accounts and downloaded my transaction history in an Excel spreadsheet for April 1st, April to the end of May. So for the two months. And I just downloaded all those four accounts into a spreadsheet. And then I pulled them all together into one spreadsheet. So that's the data. You pull all that in to a spreadsheet. Then you have to um, take out the income and transfers. Or sometimes there's just like irregular things that you need to take out. Really, I'm focusing in on expenses. So if it's a transfer or if it's like a credit card payment, I take that out because that's already going to be accounted for. I want to know what was swiped on the credit card. A credit card payment is not an expense. That's just money moving places. So I take the income out. I take the transfers from one account to the other out. I take the credit card payments out, uh, that sort of thing. I got to take all that out first. And then I, for my account, I had to make sure like the um, some of the accounts show like refunds as positive expenses. And you, I had to add like a negative to those because that's like a refund as in like we took something back and got a refund. So I had to do some like small corrections like that. But basically you're just kind of reviewing your list of transactions from a high level standpoint and saying, you know, is there anything I need to take out? Is there anything I need to adjust? Ultimately I kind of made some tweaks to make, make it so that it's just strictly our transactions 
uh, for expenses from those accounts for April and May. And then I'm, I'm going to go through and just categorize it. Um, and I'm going to, I would suggest using like broad categories for categorization, like home or entertainment or travel or food. So food would be like eating out groceries, or maybe you could use food slash eating out and then food slash groceries. And then transportation might is, is one I had, but basically come up with a categories that you want to sort everything by. And there's always going to be like an other or an unknown category, but like come up with the big categories you're going to sort everything by and then go through the spreadsheet, identify which all the transactions are going to be like which category they're going to be and then total up by category. So this is, this is kind of painful. I'll be honest. I mean, it takes like an hour or two, but that the whole point of this is like not doing this exercise every month. Like this would suck to do every single month. I'm sure you could come up with some like automations or whatnot to make it faster. But either way, it's painful to go through the, each individual transaction. So the whole idea of the system is to track cash flow and get into the weeds every so often. So for us, we're typically doing this kind of deep dig like every year on average, probably, or like, I don't know, nine months to a year. And so it does take some time, you know, maybe one or two hours. But ideally, you're coming away with like a very accurate representation of what your expenses are by category. So once you have it all categorized and you have, you know, summed up those transactions by category, then I would like, I would start to review the totals for each category and maybe even review some of the individual transactions. This needs to be like with your spouse or whomever you're like sharing expenses with if you're doing that. But so as a couple, like you're going through and reviewing each of these and like, you can't be judgmental. You can't be like finger pointy if you're, if you're, if there's two of you, but like, you're going to review them and say, okay, where let's start to highlight. And maybe you even do it on paper so you can literally highlight it. Let's highlight some of these transactions that are, that we might consider cutting. And so just each of you go through and highlight as many transactions as you think might be transactions you cut, not like that you will cut or change or something. And as you do that, I think it's important to remember like what's most important and your values and, and your goals. And you're kind of going to naturally go that direction. But um, I think it's a good reminder is to kind of think about what's most important. So for example, for me, like, and this is where it gets tricky. It's like, I don't really have a high value on like material clothes. For example, I don't really spend anything on clothes. So when I see transactions for like shopping at clothing stores, I'm like, uh, so that's kind of a low value thing for me. But my wife, ha she's not like super into that, but she's definitely, she definitely values that more so than I do. So she's going to rank it a little higher. I'm going to rank it low. On the other hand, I've, I definitely value like traveling. So I'm, I'm going to be, you know, considering that a very high value expense, but ideally you're looking for things that you both don't really value that high. So maybe it's like a, or, or even something that you completely don't use. That's like low hanging fruit. So almost always when we go through this, we're going to see some like just 
straight low hanging fruit. So like a Netflix Netflix subscription that we never use, that's low hanging fruit. Like you know that's that's an obvious one. Or maybe like maybe we're uh, getting carry out food or something more than normal. And that to me is like, and both myself and my wife, we don't value that really at all. Like if we're going to eat or spend money on food, we want to go to like a nice restaurant. So carry out is not that valuable to us. Really, we do it a lot of times when we get busy or lazy or whatever. And so that's something we definitely will we'll often identify as something to cut. It's just kind of like that carry out type. Um, or spending it like the, we have a super convenient grocery store, like right across the street, but it's like way more expensive. So those are the type of things that typically get highlighted on my list, but everybody's list is going to look different. So once you've identified all those or highlighted all those, then you talk through those with your spouse and you, you know, star the things that you're going to cut or work on reducing the key though. So once you start all the things you're going to work on adjusting, you have to make a plan to do it because um, especially if it's like an entrenched habit. So like dining out or carry out can become like a super entrenched habit. So you have to like really focus on how are you going to stop or change the habit and like habit change is not easy. So you have to remember to make a plan. Sometimes it's easy is as easy as just going online and canceling the Netflix subscription but other times it's like, okay, how are we going to not eat out as much? Well, I don't know. You know, you can come up with something creative. Say like maybe if we spend less than $100 dining out next month, we can buy ourselves a treat or something. Um, or you can, you know, so you can use some, some of those habit tricks to kind of encourage or incentivize yourself to do it. Um, or you could just uh, stop using a credit card because that makes it super easy to swipe uh, for certain things. So, But the key is to make a, a concrete plan for changing it. Um, and then going even further, as you free up money, you want to make sure it does its thing. So, you know, if you're freeing up money, it's going to have to go somewhere. So think about like where it, you would like it to go. Uh, maybe you're spending in a different category or maybe you're giving it away. Maybe you're saving it or investing it. But whatever it is, ideally, you're making a plan for that to happen. So, for example, if you need to save more for your education for your children, the key is to cancel the Netflix subscription. And at the exact same moment, like in an ideal world, you're adjusting the 529 contribution up by that exact exact amount. So the dollars have basically just gone from one category to the other. So that's how the expense audit works. It's worked well for us, myself and my wife have have had good results doing that. It's not, I mean, it is painful, but it's not something we do every month by any means. We've had a lot of clients that use a similar approach. But I think, I think the key is it doesn't need to be perfect. I think this temptation with budgeting is to like, if you're gonna budget, you need to know every expense. But I don't think that's the right way to look at it. I think so cash flow, knowing what your total expenses are is very valuable and it's much better than knowing nothing. So a lot of people are like, I'm going to budget perfectly. And then they get into it and they're like, 
this sucks. I'm never budgeting at all. So knowing your total expenses is much better than not budgeting at all. So ideally, you're kind of keeping a pulse on total expenses. And then that's keeping you out of the weeds. But then you know when the alarm bells are sounding and you can jump into the weeds, you know, every once in a while and make some adjustments so that you're not, you know, having that lifestyle creep we talk about a lot. Because that's what happens pretty much for everybody is if you're not looking at this, it's happening for me right now. Like we've had lifestyle creep just over the past six months to a year. And I think what's important though is that I'm aware of that. I see it happening. And so I'm, that's kind of why I'm jumping into the weeds. So I hope this has been helpful. And um, as always, enjoy chatting with you. We'll look forward to talking again next time. As always, thank you so much for joining us today. If you found this valuable, please give us a review on iTunes and share with a friend. Also check out our website at financeforphysicians.co for all sorts of additional content. See you next time. Finance for Physicians is not an investment, tax, legal, or financial advisor. All content included in this podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be considered financial tax or legal advice. Material presented is believed to be from reliable sources and no representations are made by Finance for Physicians as to another party's informational accuracy or completeness. All information or ideas provided should be discussed in detail with an advisor, accountant, or legal counsel prior to implementation. If you don't have an advisor or would like a second opinion, feel free to check out our website for recommended advisors.